time for your weekly dose of nostalgia with the 80s and 90s Uncensored. I am Milo Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're going to talk about Mannequin versus Splash. <laughs> 80s rom-coms. Yeah, and these, dude, these are rom-coms for dudes. Let's just mm. say it right here. If you ask women like, hey, what are your favorite 80s rom-coms? This isn't on their list. It might be. But if you, I don't think so, dude, because... And if you ask dudes, they won't say it, but this is total rom-coms for dudes. <laughs> They're it like, is. man, I so fantasize about a mannequin growing a fishtail and coming <laughs> to life and whisking yeah, me well, away. Yeah, well, you think about it, though. It's it. You have these cryptid cryptid dream girls right who are kind of they're these beautiful dream girls who are in the case of splash literally like fish out of water so they they're like magical mystical beautiful manic pixies and they're completely devoted to the main character who's kind of a schlub and unremarkable right isn't yeah. that nice and and it's not like they're like real human women who live in our world they they don't get our world right and that's that's attractive because our real world kind of sucks and like real women live in the real world and they're actually like people with problems and shit right <laughs> so they're they're like uh no i'm not gonna i'm not that interested in this guy he's a kind of a knob right yeah, but yeah like our little fantasy women are like yay he's the best i don't know any better yeah yeah, they're they're kind of underemployed schlubs and they're going nowhere in their lives, but they're the guy I know, so I'm totally devoted to them. So these are these are rom-coms for men, dude. But we, let's so. just let's just admit it right now. And 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 for men listening and you're like, "No, I don't like these movies. They're not rom-coms for men." You're just lying to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Lie to us, but don't lie to yourself. They got a cool car and splash. A 1983 yeah. BMW, and they got a well, not as cool, but decent enough Harley Davidson Sportster in in mannequin. Yeah, there's something for the guys, cars yeah, and motorcycles, and, and they got these you know cryptid Gorgeous dream girls women. who, and they're totally into just like schlubs who are like kind of struggling in life, and they totally <laughs> dig that. Perfect. <laughs> not like real women who are like, man, you need to go like get yourself together, bro. Call yeah. me when you call me when you get yourself together. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, why don't you go first with Mannequin? So Mannequin came out in 1987. It's the film directed by Michael Gottlieb. This is his like debut, directorial debut. He didn't do too much after, but this is like his first one. I guess it came to him because he saw a Mannequin moving as he was like walking down the street, and he knew it was, like it wasn't really moving. But it's like, what if a Mannequin really came to life? He was fantasizing about it. He was like, oh, that mannequin's kind of hot. I wonder if she yeah. came to life. What would happen? Probably. <laughs> so it stars Andrew McCarthy. He's kind of the the schlub in this. He's a an artist, but he's like taking odd jobs everywhere. And he gets a job at this kind of factory where he, he makes mannequins. And he makes this mannequin. And he's so proud of the beautiful mannequin that he falls in love with it. And though they ship it off to a, a, a department store, and then he saves the life of Sophia from Golden Girls, and so he he gets to go work. She owns that store, so he gets to go work there, and then he gets to play dress up with this mannequin. <laughs> he gets to hang out with this mannequin. And he's talking to her, 
it's funny because like i was thinking if this wasn't played by andrew mccarthy and it was played like by steve buscemi or some creepy looking guy this would go from cute to creepy real quick right <laughs> you know what i'm saying oh yeah you could totally see like a 80s steve gutenberg or even tom hanks kind of in this type of a character but yeah yeah you get into well uh what's his name uh uh doesn't matter anyways yeah you're absolutely yeah, right. some, put yeah, the right some creepy put looking the right fool put the right yeah, put, a, put a creepy looking that. actor and then then it'd be it'd be totally not not a rom-com anymore it'd be like like a creepy movie about some creepy guy right that's why rom-coms kind of drive me nuts but anyway we'll, we'll move on so he's hanging out with his mannequin be a weird but she's and have she gets inhabited by the soul of like this ancient Egyptian princess. So the mannequin becomes Kim Cattrall. Like her name is Emmy. The character's name is Emmy, but played by Kim Cattrall. And she's like a real, real woman. So, but she can only, she's like Toy Story. She can only become real with him, right? So they're kind of on adventures in the in the store. In the department store, which is a real department store in Pennsylvania, by the way. And that that particular uh, department store, just for a little bit of trivia, uh, it's a Macy's now, but it has the largest functioning organ in the world. So that scene where he's playing the organ, that's a real organ. And it's the largest functioning organ in the world. And it's in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. All right. If I ever go to Philadelphia. Yeah. Go to Macy's and play that that play that organ yeah so he's they're doing hijinks and in, in in the store and you know they're kind of getting the on the radar of gw bailey the mall cop aka police academy bad guy <laughs> he's the best but luckily they have a friend and the, their friend is named uh hollywood montrose who's played by misach taylor <laughs> and he's like super flamboyantly queer and i love this character because this is like one of the few like super flamboyantly queer characters that they had in movies back then nowadays you could probably do that pretty easy but back then man it's kind of kind of ballsy to put put that kind of character in but he's great and he's helping him out shooting shooting pol police academy guy with water hoses and they live happily ever after what whatever it, it's it's the whole shtick but here here's a couple of things while I'll, why I say that I think I would rather have Emmy than Madison is one her only fault is that she turns into a she's this glamorous cute woman and then anytime someone else sees her she just turns back into a mannequin the most that can do is make you look creepy. So you're riding on your Harley Davidson and people look at you and she turns into a mannequin and you're riding with a mannequin in the back of your Harley. That's just a Tuesday in Portland, Oregon, right? 2023, that's no problem, actually. People are like, oh, yeah, well, you know. It's Jamie uh, and his mannequin on his Harley. <laughs> yeah. And it's just the way life is, whatever. That's how it is. Unlike Madison, who you'll talk about later, like, if she just gets a little wet, man, she turns into a fish. That's hard to deal with, dude. Like, oh, I'm of this beautiful, cryptid, kind of weird dream girl, but my legs get wet and suddenly I'm I'm a fish. Man, that's hard. That's hard to deal with. So True. that's no, one thing. No, no, no shower sex. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, you can't go to the beach, like, on vacation. You can't go to Cabo. You got to go to, like, 
like the Grand Canyon or, or just really dry deserty places try to keep her away from water. Otherwise, people freak out. She's like, wow, she's a fish as opposed to a mannequin, right? One other thing I'll mention is this movie had the Starship song. Nothing's gonna stop us now. You know that song? And that Ryan? was number one on the that made number one on the billboard charts. It was a huge hit and it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song and a Grammy for Best Original Song for a movie or TV. So this produced like a really good song, in my opinion. It's a good song. Belinda Carlisle also did a, a good song for this film as well. So it had a it had a really good soundtrack. It's very fashionable. If you want to kind of look at 80s fashion and how that was going down, this is a good movie to watch. And uh, it had a $7.9 million budget and made $42.7 million back. So even though the critics panned it, the audiences loved it. So the critics can pound sand. Like, I don't, that's why I don't like critics because they don't know what's good. The people know what's good. Well, speaking of what's good, let's talk about Splash. Starring Tom Hanks as Alan Bauer. So this was actually one of his like early films. This is really kind of what set him on the map as a leading man for movies. Ron Howard directed it of fame. Ron Howard of Apollo 13, of any number of other things. And uh, Tom, along with his brother, played by the late, great John Candy, run a produce factory, a factory, what'd you call it? Produce warehouse uh, together. And when Tom Hanks, Allen was younger, him and his family went on a ferry and he jumped overboard for some weird reason as a little kid. And this little blonde mermaid grabs him and saves him. And then he just kind of has a bit of a weird obsession with mermaids ever since then and has a hard time with relationships until later on in life. He goes back out to the coast and he falls in the water again. And luckily, this mermaid is there to save him again, played by the gorgeous Daryl Hannah as Madison. So she saves him. They She pulls him up onto the beach and we get a beautiful scene of her running into the water with her butt showing. Now, this scene was so controversial that when Disney Plus put the film on, to Disney Plus, they actually digitally extended her hair so that it didn't show as much of her butt. That's how revealing this butt shot was. Another thing about Daryl Hannah is she was such a good swimmer, actually, that like some of the camera crew had a hard time keeping up with her. Like she would practice swimming even before this film. She really wanted to play a, a mermaid and she'd practice swimming as a young kid and uh, as an a swimmer swimming like with the two feet dolphin kind of tail swim thing film also stars the great eugene levy as the uh kind of nemesis but not even really he's kind of a nemesis that you love to hate or hate to love kind of a character and who is also after her and trying to convince everybody that she really exists as a mermaid and of course after dale hannah saves Tom Hanks, she comes into the city to find him and track him down. And we get to see more of her wandering around without any clothes on until she eventually finds some clothes at the police station. They have some hijinks together, as you often do, but at least with her, he can take her out to dinner where 
he gives her lobster, which she goes to town on like a fish on lobster. Interesting piece of trivia, though, it wasn't actually lobster because Daryl Hannah is a vegetarian. And so they put something, you know, marshmallow or something like that into the lobster in that dinner scene. And uh, yeah, Eugene Levy eventually does prove that she is a mermaid by, as you said, tossing some water on her. <laughs> Pretty easy to do. And she had uh, the mermaid costume took her so long to get into and was so heavy that she basically when she would put it on, she had to wear it all day long. So they actually had to move her around the set like via a crane and stuff. So she had to like eat food costume. They had to bring it to her. They had to lift her around and stuff like that. Um, this film is credited with introducing the girl's name Madison. So Madison now is a very common name for women. Mm -hmm. Prior to this film, it was not. And uh, he gives her the name Madison because they are on Madison Avenue when she tells him her name, which is some weird fish sounding name. Well, doesn't she screech it and like? Yeah, it's like. And <laughs> she breaks TVs and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. My name is. So, uh, yeah. So there's that. So that's how we get the name Madison nowadays. Tom Hanks was unfortunately not the first choice for this film. He's always joked that he was like the 11th choice for the film. They more or less offered it to everybody, Bill Murray, Dudley Moore, John Travolta, Michael Keaton, uh, except for Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg actually auditioned for it, but didn't get it. However, Steve Gutenberg did get cast in Ron Howard's next film of Cocoon. So Steve still did all right with Ron Howard. It's included in the American Film Institute's list of top 100 funniest american movies on the budget of 11 million it made 69.8 million which i did the math here is an 84.24 percent increase over budget compared to mannequin which only made a 74.25 over its budget so it made more for its budget math ooh, math i did those calculations <laughs> It has a 91% Rotten Tomatoes score versus your 20% Rotten Tomatoes score. Ooh. You mentioned your film did get the nomination for Best Music uh, in the Oscars. This, however, got nominated for Best Writing. So uh, writing for the entire film versus just, hey, let's make a song. Tom Hanks, I should point out, has gone on to win two Academy Awards out of six Academy Award nominations while Ron Howard has won two out of four Academy Award nominations. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think either your actor or director have any Academy Award nominations. Uh, you don't need to correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure of that already. So <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, there you go. I mean, you're right. They're both fun movies, but when it comes down to it, Splash has Daryl Hannah in it. And they go to live happily, spoiler alert, happily ever after in the underwater sea place of wherever the fuck is Daryl Hannah's core, which will be fucked up too, because if he gets there and he's like, oh, this sucks. Like, wait Well, a now he's committed to being a merman. <laughs> yeah, he can't, it, which is okay, weird so because she could leave the water at times and walk on land. And he's like, hey, that's no problem. I'll live with you. And then I can just come visit my brother on holidays. And she's like, no, once you commit, 
you're committed forever. And it's like, well, why? Like, she doesn't really because, explain that. Well, because you're a dude and you will commit your entire yeah. life to me, but I can go like do whatever I want. That's some baloney. Yeah, it doesn't See, seem fair at all. Okay, movie-wise, you you have all that going for you. Mm -hmm. But cryptid, dream girl-wise, look, I love Daryl Hannah, but number one, that's I think that's borderline bestiality <laughs> because, you know, while she's dry, it's fine, but she gets wet. And then you're like, well, at least that's like half bestiality because she's half fish. How does that work? Well, it's okay if you're half fish then. In the I end. know, but you, then you at the end, you got to go be a half fish and you've never even been to this place. It could suck holy rocks and you wouldn't know, but you just love Daryl Hannah so much that you're going to go for it. If I had Emmy, number one, she, she looks like Kim Cattrall, which is also fine. And She's going to live in my world. And in fact, I prefer her the way she is because when other people come over or whatever, she just turns into a mannequin. And I'm like, yeah, that's my mannequin. <laughs> she doesn't talk. So let's play some <laughs> poker, boys. <Yeah. laughs> she, she can't but then, complain. <laughs> <laughs> but then they leave and you're like, and then she turns into Emmy again. She, and she's so nice and glamorous and sweet. And I'm like, freaking awesome. And even if I get it on with her as a mannequin, that's still not illegal. Getting it on with the fish, I think there's probably laws against that. So just mm. saying, dog. Good point. You're taking Good you're point. taking an awful big risk. So movie-wise, okay. Does it have better creds? Sure. But which cryptic dream girl would you want to get with? Just saying. Yeah, but you could never like take her out and show her off to your fellas. You're like, you're like getting it on with uh Kim Cattrall and you can't, you can't, I mean, part of the reason of having like a hottie girl is to show her off to your buddies so they can be jealous of your hottie girl. Okay, try doing that with Madison and get a couple droplets of water on her. She turns into a fish. Mm -hmm. See how impressed they are then. That's probably got to be a couple more than a couple drops, right? I don't know, man. Even like whatever it is. All, all Eugene Levy, all he had to do, I think he just had a cup or a pitcher of water. He just like threw it at her and then she turned into a fish. Uh, or was it a hose? I think he tried with the pitcher and then eventually got her with a hose, I think is what it was, if I remember correctly. In but any either case, way, the point being, her first, right. the first wet t-shirt contest and people are going to be like, what? It was still probably more in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were to write a movie with some kind of magical dream girl, what what would you do? Do I have to choose between these two or can I just make up my own? No, like make up one, like, like if you were to have a, you're, someone gives you a budget and they said Milo Dennison, because you could actually probably couldn't direct if they gave you a budget, you could do something with it. You know how to do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, we're gonna give you a budget. Like what kind of what kind of what kind of rom com would you do? What kind of cryptid, magical dream girl would you have? Oh boy. Well, I mean, it's hard because I'm currently married to a magical dream girl who does. <laughs> she <laughs> she's totally in the other room isn't she dude she, she can't she's hear listening. though the door's no the door's locked but she sometimes <laughs> listens to the podcast so. oh, oh yeah yeah you're right though she's like she's totally magical bro <laughs> <laughs> yep so let's see so but if i were to cast a film starring allison brie as my magical dream girl uh how would you how would you make up a magical dream girl i think she would have to be like a something cool where like you snap your fingers and she appears like I dream of genie kind of a thing. There you go. And I dream of, I would do an, I dream of genie movie because it hasn't been, you know, it's just been done for TV 
And well, they haven't, well, they haven't really made a like a big budget movie for I Dream of Genie, exactly. They? Which so is I, surprising. I'm surprised too, especially with all the reboots and crap. So I would do in I Dream of Genie, and I can't remember the name of the girl that was in I Dream of Genie. Man, she was gorgeous too. So she could be in my I Dream of Genie movie. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I'd do a guy gets stranded on an island and uh finds a little genie lamp rubs it and beautiful girl pops out that is willing to do anything he wants and has magic it's even better it's better because hey you could introduce her to people if you wanted if you wanted a new car you could be like hey i want a new car and she'd be like yes master uh there you go i, I dream a genie how about you me i'd i'd make a movie about like a rock demon who escaped from hell that'd be rad so she's Who would a you rock. cast? I don't know. Some rocker chick. Some hot rocker chick. And she's like a rock demon who escapes from hell. And then she gets with a schlub who just likes to like, who hops jobs and hangs out at the wine bar. <laughs> Doesn't have much <laughs> going for him. Maybe he's got a website, does a podcast or something. <laughs> and then, but then this well, that'd rock be handy because then she could do music for the podcast. We could have a custom theme song. <laughs> yeah. But then this beautiful rock demon, you got to like, the guy helps protect her, try to keep her on Earth so she can rock. And they go to multiple venues and she rocks. She rocks Seattle or something, something sure. like that. But when she rocks, all this rock magic comes out. Everybody's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Joan Jett, yeah. maybe. Yeah, like a Joan Jett. Joan Jett. Yeah, or a Lita Ford kind of thing. Yeah, there you go. Joan Jett, Lita Ford, you know, yeah. something like that. I know the type. Yeah, rock and roll, dude. <laughs> I think, hey, Hollywood, listen, we're available if you want to call us. And we've Just... been tossing out ideas, numerous episodes. Yep, here yeah. we are. We haven't gotten our call. So this is some, some bullshit. We're waiting for that call. Um, send us an email. Yeah. We're available for work. Yeah, we can, we can <laughs> pitch. We can direct. We can do it all, guys. We can do it all. <laughs> Hey, we could do a lot of stuff. We're amazing. <laughs> As always, we should throw it out to our audience and let us know what you think, Mannequin or Splash. You can best place to reach us is probably on our website, the 80s and 90s.com. Hit the contact us and let us know. You can, of course, leave a comment in the podcast app. Um, we'll put it out as a poll on the Google community because we have that. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, the YouTube community. Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah. I meant. YouTube community. Uh, you can always leave us a review if you want on our show. We'll appreciate that. And with that, we will say we are out of here in search of a mannequin with a fishtail for Jamie's new love that rocks and rolls him to sleep every night. <laughs> I love rock and roll. Put another dime in the jukebox, baby. Good night. Good night! Good night and we're out of here! <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs>